Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. My name is Michelle Trena. I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries. And today I have a guest on my show and he's not divorced, but he's single and fabulous. And he's a comedian and we met um, performing on the road together. His name is Mike Shea. Welcome, Mike Shea. Hi. Um, can you tell a little, hi, um, can you tell everybody about uh, like what you do for a living and your role in comedy? Because you're in all in entertainment. Oh yeah. Um, so I work, I work at a, in, in broadcasting as, as my, as my full-time job. Uh, I work for a local TV station. Um, I won't say who the company is cause they will come after me. But uh, yeah, I work in uh, the control room, um, you know, making sure everything stays on the air um, you know, I've worked in broadcasting pretty much since I got out of high school. And then about the same time as when I started doing stand up. So I've been doing both for about 16, 17 years now. Wow. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I started doing. yeah. I mean, so we just, okay. So we have a mutual connection about, I feel like we're very similar with with love and comedy and how we kind of process through our craft. That's what I always kind of connect. So I wanted to bring Mike on today because it's the holidays and it's like, usually this time of year is like kind of depressing for a lot of people. And even if I was with somebody, like, let's say I, when I have been with somebody, it's, it's a tricky time because like, if you're going through problems with that person or everything's great, there's always something around the corner and I'm fucking tired of it because <laughs> the holidays build everything up. And I love the holidays too, though. So it's like a catch 22, but I thought about um, having more guests on my show again, because I love just connecting with people that I already know, talking about our work, talking about what's going on and connecting it to obviously divorce diaries. But um, we always have this, I feel like we connect when it comes to like relationships, right? I mean, I'm a monogamous person. I love love. I'm loyal. And how do you feel like, how would you label yourself? If I'm, had- I'm, about the, I'm about the same way you and I are very much cut from the same cloth when it comes to this kind of thing <laughs> it, it's yeah I like I'm a I'm a cynical sack of crap don't get me wrong but like I'm a hopeless romantic I wear my heart on my sleeve you know I, I grew up around a lot of very dedicated very loving relationships in my family like I was very lucky in that way you know my my dad you know when he was alive worship the ground my mother walked on my grandparents been married for oof 60 years give or take something like that you know most of I'm from an old catholic family so all my all the families and you know all the extended family they've all got you know seven kids and big family get together so it's something I've always been surrounded by and then even you know two you know my my younger brother's married now and my older brother is living with his girlfriend now for five years and they live, you know, a mile up the road from me. And so whatever, there's any kind of family get together. It's kind of like, cool. I'm the single one. But you know what? So I am too. I'm the same way. So first of all, well, I have a big Catholic family too. And I know you're not, a, you're Irish, right? Uh, I'm Irish on my dad's side, German on my mom's. Okay. So, so cause I know the last name, I'm like, Shay, it's gotta be Irish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, big, Italian, <laughs> big Italian family, same thing. My parents were married 45 years. My dad passed too. We both have a dad that has passed too. And my dad's passed two years ago, not technically today, but two years ago on the Thursday, that was the 12th. So it's interesting. Um, and anyway, they, my parents were heavily in love. And, and that's why I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Why am I not finding 
you know, but I also think we live in a different society now. I think we are, the societal norms have changed. The paradigm has shifted where it's like, everyone's openly uh, about, there's a lot of polygamy, which is fine, or maybe it's not the right word. Maybe polygamy is not the right word because I I really don't know how to define polygamy. It's, it's, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Like I, I've talked about this before. When I got out of college, like I lived with uh, my parents, my parents, I was went to school in South Carolina. My parents, my whole family had moved back to Ohio at that point. I hadn't moved back to Ohio yet. I was still living down South. And I, so I was living with some friends of mine for the first year I was out of college. Um, Well, they were in an open uh, polygamous relationship. They had a third person in their relationship. They were married, but they had, they had a a girlfriend. Um, And so it was a, it was a weird dynamic. Like by the time I moved out, it was, it, it was like as, as common as air to me. Like it was just felt normal to me at that point. So, but, um, but you're, but in that time since then, you're right. I've seen that become such a more commonplace thing. These, um, three plus person relationships, um, a lot less, um, a lot more, you know, a lot more like the casual dating thing, you know, like suddenly that, that it's complicated thing on Facebook is getting used a lot. Um, but it, 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 yeah, dating and relationships in general have taken just such a, uh weird turn yeah in the last decade i think that's a good uh, adjective it is a weird turn i do think though when like our parent like i'm 40 i know you're a bit bit younger than me so like we have a like you're 32 right yeah i'll be 33 in three weeks oh okay happy early birthday are you capricorn then oh yeah okay so (laughs) so (laughs) we'll get to the we'll get to signs in a second because i've dated a cat before and i think actually caps are great but um the cat that i was dating it's i don't know what happened to him but so so i personally think that since since you know divorce used to be oh my god you get divorced the kids or this or that right fail you're now that it is it still is um a shift in like people not wanting you know it's like oh my god even though there's a lot of um you know, knowledge out there that's okay. It's just that now we're at the other extreme too, where it's like, there's so many options for everybody. Everyone's getting sensory input and sensory satisfaction in everything that it almost gets to the point where they don't want anything. And there's too many options. And I just personally, I don't even know if I want a relationship anymore because the last, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like the universe has showed me that that's going to help me right now. Like I personally have not wanting to accept that it's not my time to be in that relationship and forced things with the wrong men that I had feelings for. And now catalyst is always driving with my, the catalyst that's always driving me is my anxiety. So then I'm noticing like, well, maybe I have to take care of what's supposed to happen in my career first. And then the guy will come. And then what if the guy doesn't come, then I keep continuing to, you know, filter in things that are providing me with things that I'm going to get back. Sometimes when I date men, maybe not sometimes all the time, there's a letdown. And I'm sure the men I've been with are going to tell me it's on me, but, and it is, but it, it is, or to an extent it is, but there's always a letdown. And so at this point, I'm just like, okay, universe, I got it. Not touching another person, not going near another person, because although all of my cousins are married and all my cousins are in these relationships, or if they are divorced, they're in a relationship. 
I'm not like, I'm that odd person out kind of, but in a way I feel like they're the odd ones out now because like, I'm still, I wouldn't want to change it. Even though, you know, later on, I'll be crying in the fetal position with a robe that a guy that I was last with gave me, but that's okay. So no, I'm the same way. Like, um, I, I've been, the, I'm at a point, I've been single for so long that, and I'm at, I love the robe and I'm just at, and I'm at this point now too, where like I have adjusted the way I live my life based around the fact I don't have another person to worry about. I, you know, I, I, I work four days a week. I'm off for three. So on the days that I don't work, I am here in my, in my home studio podcasting and, and editing videos and, you know, doing commission jobs. And then at night I'm going to bars, doing open mics. I'm driving around, you know, going to concerts and stuff. Like I'm just kind of living my life. I've been single for so long. Like, like every February, like my friends will say like, so Mike, like, what do you do on Valentine's day? Like I'm a Jewish guy on Christmas. Like they don't know. They literally are like, so what do you do on Christmas? What are you doing for Valentine's day? I don't know. I'm going to sit at home and, and smoke weed and jerk off. I mean, like, yeah, why would it say that? It's just, it's just, it's just a Tuesday for me. Like it means nothing. And I don't think they mean anything by it. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Just, I'm, just, I'm just the single friend. Like that's just, same just who I am but again you know I was dating someone briefly earlier this year and it was such a um cog in the wheel of my regular like my routine had to shift completely yeah Uh, I had to you know I was you know like canceling recording sessions because I was like I started dating this girl trying to see how I can fit it into my life and 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 so on and so forth and you know doing okay it was it was getting getting a new routine set right before it ended but yeah no it's it's i'm at a point now where i'm just like and and the dating process itself is hell it's just it's Signing not up in a master's program and re like having to go through courses and like and yeah. I don't do that i i I, I just heard something I want to bring up real quick before we get to our games and stuff. Yeah. I just heard something though that that's this is a big step. First of all, you're super you're super young, thirty two and single. And I'm not saying like I'm young too. Fuck it, forty is young. Who gives a fuck? But I will say when I was thirty two, I was getting divorced. I was just turning. Um, I was still in my house with my ex husband. But you are at the beginning of your thirties, man. You don't understand how much in the next couple of years you're going to really discover yourself. And, and I mean that even if you are single at 42, I just think that for you, you have, I mean, you have so many talents that I'm pretty sure, again, just going off my big spiritual side, the universe is pushing you to do something that's bigger. And this woman, great to have that connection and that feeling again, because you deserve it, which you do. But notice how you had it, you started to shift your routine, which is okay. But there's bigger things out there for you. Maybe you have to get those first. And then that other person who's going to make help. your routine will shift and for the better in a way that's going to bring you more of those things. That's kind of what my ideology is. Because every time I meet a guy that I'm into, of course, I shift my routine. I was staying on the phone until fucking two o'clock in the morning with this last guy who lives in L.A. And he would be like, but I'm not asking you to pick up the phone. 
And I would be like, what the fuck? By the way, he did say something about your comment. And he was like, I was going to fucking say something, Michelle, but I didn't. Remember, like, I was, okay, wait, we got to, we got to, we have to dish the tea on oh, it. I love, I love it when I know that something I said pissed somebody off. It's great. Well, I blocked him now on my social media and I'm really sad about it, but, but it's because part of it is my fault with him, but it's okay. So months ago, when I had posted, I made a post about make kind of taunting about how I asked, I invited him to New Jersey. This is before him and I ever met in person. We had met through the divorce community, um, through his podcast, whatever. So, um, and I connected with him, never met him in person, but I really felt like there was something there. And there really, when we met in person, there really was, it was huge fireworks. So when I made this video, it was the video of how like he, I asked him New Jersey and then he's like, no, man, I want to go to Cancun. And then I do him and thing. And you had put who, cause he goes, what's in New Jersey. And I was like, in the, in the real, I'm like, and he didn't get it right. Like the character didn't get it. And so you put on the post, you put a uh, dog, Michelle's in New Jersey, like with heart. And he said, that he's in the- <laughs> he said, he said, yo, what the fuck? I was going to say something to that Mike guy, but I didn't. I said, let me let it go. I was like, Oh, I wish he had. Oh, I wish he had. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it would have been great. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, like, I like presenting myself as on the internet as as a dorky guy who talks shit that he can't take back just so that when somebody comes at me then like the switch flips and I can be like all right settle up motherfucker we're in for it let's go <laughs> well I just liked that you had said that because it affirmed that what he he didn't mean it in a negative way about not wanting to come to New Jersey but it was almost also a slap in the face because he did actually say all those things he was like well um why would I come to New Jersey? Like, what's in New Jersey? And I was on the phone with him and I'm like, uh, hello. And he's like, Michelle, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like, there's nothing in New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey, motherfucker. I know. That's why he kept laughing. This ass, let's go. (laughs) So I think, so going back to like how I feel like the, the, the overarching theme could just be that, you know, right now there's bigger things for you that are on the outside. First of all, the fact that you work in broadcasting and there's major cities that would probably eat you up in a heartbeat, like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Um, I'm wondering, like, have you ever considered doing it? Cause I, I know your background in broadcast, like you could probably be, you might even find something that you're going to be soaring in. And then you go a step a- above like where, you know, what it's, you're it's hard because like broadcasting is is this it's you know the machine changes every six months right i started in radio in 2000 and right. 2008 and the radio industry because that's what i was going to school for oh. um and then by, but by the time i got out of school the radio industry took a huge nosedive yeah completely had to change their model because i can tell you right now for the longest time when stuff like Hulu was first becoming a thing and online newspapers and all that. When, when everything was shifting digital, um, the radio and music industry, mostly the radio industry, but some of the music industry tried to fight it. TV, movies, news, all that stuff. They all got on board. They got with the times radio and music, but like I said, mostly radio tried to fight it. And now they're having to play catch up. And because they didn't get with the times when everybody else did, it hurt them big. Um, so radio, that's why, I, that's why I shifted over to TV. But it's, it's 
the the industry is constantly changing and so what and part of this is my fault is is what i'm set up for and trained for from school and and the experience i do have is not where the industry is right now so i'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what like what jobs even exist now in broadcasting because they've completely changed nowadays they don't want necessarily directors they want showrunners because now you know with everything shifting over to like streaming they want you know someone who's there to run an entire show and have this big overarching plan and they want people you know and like you mentioned earlier like with the sensory overload we kind of have nowadays people want you know constant churned out stuff and I've always been kind of a you know slow and steady wins the race kind of guy so um, that's why I cannot understand TikTok for the life of me. I use it. I don't get it. <laughs> I think that you hit the mark, though, with one of your videos that like, went viral with the the feedback about your craft and the microphone, I think it was, right? Oh, the it, headphone it, thing. Yeah. Good the God. headphone thing. I think, it, and I think that when we th- we can't get something, right? Like, I can't, I can't right now figure out TikTok with the algorithm, and I've I've noticed that in the pandemic, it, it served as a huge purpose for me to build my audience. I had people come from my show uh, I had people come to the show in Aurora, Illinois, who followed me on TikTok. So it did the service of expanding my audience. It's doing the service of for ind- individually what it can do, but it can also be stressful. So I think highlighting what you love to do on a day-to-day basis and pers- pursuing that even more. Then the love stuff I hope will come. I mean, for me and for anybody who's looking for it, like I just, I just want to say that when I've read some of your stuff that you post, I think I'm so proud that you're so unfiltered uh, and you share with people because, um, proud, maybe that's not the right word, but cause it sounds like weird, right? I'm proud of you. Um, I'm thankful that you do that. I do the same thing. And sometimes it's like, fuck it, man. Like other people are feeling that way and that can't share. Yeah. No, I get, I, I get a lot of crap from some people who are like, you know, you can talk about like oversharing and all that. I'm like, look, Go fuck yourself, buddies. Like, yeah, if you don't have to like, it then. Too many you know, times I've been muted probably on my fucking Instagram story. Fuck off, bitches. Yeah, I don't care. You know you, you know what? I'm so glad that you guys live such a life where you don't have the... Tr- trust me, I wish I didn't have to talk about all this crap. I really do. I get I get crap from comedians about how much I talk about, like, online dating and dating in general in my I set. Do I'm, like, I do, too. I don't this is my fucking life. I'm so glad you guys got wives and kids and all this other shit you can talk about. My life is work and being single, okay? And at the end of the day, it's making people laugh so I could give a fuck. So I think that's a good point. So I have a, I, I love that you just said that. I think like Gary V, I'm a big Gary V fan. Um, two fucks given. If you don't like it, that's great. Move on to something else. I enjoy talking and ranting about my fucking dating life. I have had friends like, oh yeah, enough already. Mm. You know why? I, I, because it's, it's honestly, sometimes it's just therapeutic for me and it's my brand. That's why I went into acting in comedy because I can filter my, my feelings out and possibly connect with this other person. Now there's a fine line. I was a teaching in a school district years ago, uh, two years ago, and I had to kind of censor myself and, and block everyone from my school district from seeing it because I couldn't really be openly who I was because you also have to put on an image as a teacher in the school district. I decided to work for myself and pursue this because I just want to be me and share who I am in an entertainment lens to help other people. And that's, I'm going to fucking go balls to the wall in doing that. I don't want to make other people feel bad. I want to make them feel good. You know, um, 
making fun of some of my exes through comedy. Yeah, sure. That could look like I'm bashing men, but I'm not. I'm taking the story and showing and, and kind of reflecting how some perspectives could make people feel bad, can make us feel shitty inside and, you know, spitting it out where it's funny. And then we kind of scratch our head and think about it. So you're not bashing men. You're bashing specific men. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bashing men. I'm smash. I'm bashing that guy right there. <laughs> and I've gotten shit for that. And, and, and just for my lawyer's sake, I will never, ever say who they are. That's loosely based off of them. Um, sure. And so, well, I've had this, I've had this question too, before that, like, you know, I've, I've had somebody reach out to me via email about this and I just brought it to my lawyer and they're like, you know, you're not saying anyone's name and you just keep doing what you're doing because this is, this is a problem. This is, this is real. People have that, you know, people do get sued for talking about somebody on stage or, you know, all that stuff. And so going back, hopefully that never happens. Knock on wood. Um, hopefully that never happened. <laughs> Ow. Um, so back to the dating thing though, I think that, um, I personally think that for people like us, maybe there's just a bigger picture that is waiting for us before we get to the right one, you know, and, and if it's the right one forever, maybe it's for a couple of years, then there's a new right one. I don't know. I hope there's a one right one for me. Cause I'm tired of this shit. Oh, no, I'm with you. Like, cause you know, especially with, with the, the life I live, you know, I work second shift and all that. So most of my dating is reserved to, you know, dating apps, which are just the worst. I mean, there is nothing good. And I'm talking everything from Tinder and Bumble to Match and eHarmony. And they're all crap. They're all cut from the same cloth. I, I can do 10 minutes on stage just about this, this shit I do. And um, it's, it's, it's all, and it's not for me. It's not for me at all. And, but again, we're, we're, and, and I, this is going to sound shitty but there's a point to it you know yeah I, I try you know you see a lot of like the shitty like you know men, um you know uh, incel motherfuckers online and all that who just want to talk shit about you know consent and all that and, and those guys can all fuck off but but there is a question that i think doesn't get asked enough which is what are and and maybe you can answer this question um what exactly is it like, what should the new process be for men to approach for a man to approach a woman? Because we hear all the time about, you know, like, you know, don't approach the woman at the bar and, and you know, things oh, like that. I, I just is, go ahead. Sorry. Which is which is which is a fair because I understand like there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, other other things that have that have happened in recent years and, and, and things have shifted. But it does kind of raise that question like, OK, so then like, what are the rules then? Like what, what is the new process? I I think that just you're very, I mean, for every man, it's different for every woman. It's different. My perspective is, you know, if somebody is polite and, you know, just introducing themselves, there's no reason for me to ignore them. Right. And be rude. So it's just like, Hey, how are you? And and like, I've, I've had people, you know, who want to say hello to me or come to my show and like, yeah, they might come to my show because they think I'm attractive and they like my comedy. And I have had, you know, people busting me, like they're just coming because they want to fuck you. And like, you know what? That may be, but if they're not stepping out of line, then fucking thank you for coming to my show. Thank you for introducing yourself. Thank you for, that's it. You know what I mean? And for Please a minute, your dick. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Just be polite and be you. That's, I think, the best thing I could say. I think that the thing that creeps me out the most is when someone DMs me or um, someone's handsy and I just met them. That makes me uncomfortable. But I, I you're not here. Yeah. Well, you know, when somebody not even like that, when they they're when when you first meet somebody and they're immediately touching you and I'm a touchy feely person, but it's a different kind of like touch. It's like they're kind of getting they're super close. They're super. It's uncomfortable. Um, I mean, thankfully, with this pandemic, like I don't go out like I don't I just do work. And like so those kinds of circumstances don't happen as much, I guess. But I think the best thing to do is just be polite and respectful like you already are. And um, that's the best way to approach a woman. And I think that, you know, everyone's going to have their own reaction, especially nowadays, because women are so tired of getting the same shit from men. And then the men that we end up liking sometimes are always treating us like with this, you know, one word attack. You know, there's a lot of that shit happening. And a lot of like, how do you, like, how do I deal with something? Like I, somebody asked me out to dinner um, and he's a friend, he follows my show. We went and he's a friend. And then I, I immediately thought he was asking me out. And so I said, I'm not looking to date anybody. He's like, oh, I just wanted to go out for dinner as friends. It's okay. And then I felt bad. Like I assumed it. So do you think that made me look like. Oh, there's, it's, it's such a two-way street. Is It's the thing. It, 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 you're right now, nowadays, men don't know how to date women and women don't know how to date men. Because there's just this weird, it's almost an insecurity that's been, that's been forced onto all of us where women are afraid that if they're too nice to someone that they're going to think that they want to date them. And guys are afraid that if they're too forward, they're going to think the women are going to think that like they're a creep or, you know, they're a stalker or something. So it's just weird. And a lot of that comes from using things, I think, like, like Tinder and Mumble, where it's just, there's a picture I like it. Let's see if they like my picture back. And it, it takes away some of that, um, that interpersonal uh, communication from it. I think you said it beautifully. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to transition to our next part. Cause I, I think those are great quotes there of like, it's okay. a two way street. That's for sure. And yes, hundred um, percent. All right. So let's do some fun stuff with dating. Um, yeah. When, Fun stuff, meaning because we're both comedians, I always like to turn it up, turn it up with uh, some improv games and some jokes about our exes. So this game is word association. Um, All right. So I'm going to, we're going to take a quick little sponsor break and Mike and I are going to write a few words down uh, on a card. We're going to do, let's do 10 words on a card. And then when we come back, we are going, the first thing that pops up on our head regarding dating from those words, we're going to share. Be right back welcome back okay so now mike and I, <laughs> if you guys can't see it but we both just uh, did a little dance i love that mike copied my dance shoulder shrug so we have 10 words the game is word association i do this when i teach theater when i've done improv on stage it's um i will give mike a word and he has to the first thing that pops up he has to react about his ex so for example if i said uh so for example if i said uh lamp my and my word you know he gave me the word lamp my reaction might be break it on his head like you know it'd be fun and again i'm not at all not again but i am never ever um condoling condoning violence or any kind of act of harm i'm this is all good fun 
It's to let out our energy uh, towards some frustrations or maybe not frustrations about the our last most recent ex or lover. I haven't had an ex-boyfriend in a long time, so I'm going to go with my ex-lover. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not even sure the last one counts as a girlfriend at this point. It was three weeks. <laughs> hey, it's longer than I had. So for the oh, last guy. No. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see, Mike, your birthday's coming up. So you get to choose which, who wants to go first. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. So you want me to um, read my words to you or you read your words to me? Read your words to me first. Okay. All right, guys. Then I can change mine if I don't like them. (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) No, because you have to react to my words. So when I say my word, you give me something towards your ex. So you're in the hot seat. Are you okay? Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready. Ready and robe. Wear one at all times. Coffee. (laughs) Need it constantly. Lemon. She was one. Bedroom. Uh, uncomfortable. Living room. Better than bedroom. Pizza. She hated it. Oh, Jim. I needed to go. <laughs> oh, the word is shh. Oh, oh, um, I said that a, a lot in my head while we were together. <gasps> Tomorrow. Always comes. Good. Oh, Mike, you did it. Okay. I, I mean, I'm working on this game, so, like, there's no time limit. But, like, from what I do with her word association, this bitch needs to learn how to be quiet and learn how real people eat. And that's cheese, sauce, and dough. So Seriously. I've had a lot of pizza in the last week. Um, okay. Oh, no, wait, but she didn't like it, you said, right? She didn't like pizza. It was, she had, the, she didn't like pizza, didn't like pork, which are like, okay, well, those are, like, top five right there um she was one of those like she couldn't text for shit i hate that when we were together she would talk endlessly and would be on her phone constantly i'm like okay why is it when i'm texting you suddenly your phone is nowhere near you see that's glued to your hand i hate that that's a huge i hate the word red flag but that is a red flag i don't like it at all yeah it's a big red flag for me Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, she needs to learn uh, what real cooking and what real conversation communications like. Sorry. I don't mean to bash you woman, female empowerment, but fuck no, it. I, I totally mean to bash you. If you're listening and you know who you are, I totally mean to bash you. Shots fired. Love it. All right. Yes. This is getting dirty. Um, okay. Mike, it's your turn for me. All right. Uh, selfie. All the time. Beer. Which one? Beer. I would drink it, but he doesn't drink. Yeah, gross. Picnic. I wish I could have one with him. (laughs) Escape. With him. (laughs) Um, Boredom. When he is talking about things that his mother does for him. Butthole. I don't know. He might like it in the butthole. (laughs) Yikes. I hope not. Oh, we both shared that love. Oh, uh, clueless. About where my fucking vagina meets his lips. He needs to figure that one out. That really. Seriously, guys, come on. Well, he did it once. Like he didn't eat like he, I was very shocked 
that, well, I had my period one of the times, like the first day, but then the days after I didn't, and he did it once. And it was like, what? And I was like, is there something wrong with my vagina? I hope not. But like, I was expecting more and I, I felt really sad about it. So anyway, too many people in general ne- neglect oral sex these days, get on board with the people, uh, men and women, uh, nosy. Um, I was always nosy. <laughs> Very uh, romance. Romantic when I met him in person, like I thought he was the one. That's how romantic it was for four days. Oh, yeah. I'm sad for you. I know this is his robe. That's so funny. I love that you have the robe. <laughs> he doesn't talk to me right now, and I blocked him on all my social media. I mean, he could still listen to this episode. And um, I'm like considering writing, I don't know. I'm my therapist not, I was really pissed for a while. And then my therapist is like, you created all this, Michelle. And I was like, what? Damn you, you're in your sound logic. She thinks I created it. Cause she's like, you create stories in your head and you have a really wild imagination and men have gray areas. And I was like, fuck the gray areas. I'm tired of the gray areas. I don't want gray areas. He knew of that. And you know, we just back and forth, but so wait, are those your 10 words? I love it. So what do you, what's your assessment of me based off of my, based off my word association? I didn't give you that part of the game, but I think it's going to turn uh, into like a therapy it, game. It sounds, it sounds to me like the guy is a walking gray area. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is the embodiment of a gray area. It's, it's like, yeah, that's, 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 that, that's the, uh, that's the impression that I get. And, um, I work so overtime, but I love that. Is that okay? Or do you have to be off in any, any time I have to be okay. off? Today's my day off. So okay, I'm good. Cool. Um, so, so we both are assessing our exes or former lovers, um, you know, mine in my head because they don't want to establish that we're in a relationship at all, but our last, okay. So the roaster ex, um, if you'd like to roast an ex or a former lover or crush that hurt you, you have 30 seconds to roast them or you can choose one of my exes and I will roast them. We could both do both of them. We could each do one. If you see, I feel like you're okay with roasting your ex or. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So you want, do you want 30 seconds or a minute? Uh, give me a minute. Cause I, I tend to go long. Okay. I Mike, tend to take Shea. Well, ladies. <laughs> Mike Shea, are you ready? You have one minute to roast the fuck out of your ex, like chestnuts roasting on a burning ass fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Guess who's calling right now? Doug. <laughs> oh boy. Can you hang hang on one sec? You're good. Um, uh, okay. All right. Ready, set, roast. You oh god. I almost I almost said the C word. Okay. Uh so I gave you my all my free time. I gave you all you know opened the open the gates for you let you in like i hadn't let anybody in in a long time you met my family you got to come to my comedy show you met my cat for crying out loud and that's huge for me i cooked for you and it was all about i was too stressful but then you you break up with me so you can go to an anime convention with your ex-boyfriend so i'm just i'm feeling and then you bring him to my comedy show 
two weeks, two, three weeks ago. I go, I go to go, go to a comedy show and you're like, hi, I'm here. Cool. Didn't know you were going to be here. Kind of wish you weren't here. You're not going to like what I had to say tonight. Yeah. I'm here with my ex-boyfriend. Cool. He's really not going to like me by the end of the night tonight. By the way, he's trying to get lucky. And I'm assuming you are too. And I had time. Woo! Ooh, this bitch. She brought her ex-boyfriend to your show. Did they buy it? They buy a ticket. Uh, uh, they bought a ticket, but they didn't stay. <laughs> well, I'm glad they bought the. Hey, listen, they bought the ticket, but that's fucking weird, right? Like, how do you do that? All right, Mike, that was great. She needs to get. We need to throw like fire on these exes. Okay, so it's my oh, turn. Shit. I yeah, know. Which one should I roast? Should I roast the producer, the <sighs> cop, or the coach? <clears throat> the producer, the cop, or the coach? That sounds like a bad game of Clue. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Oh man, go with the cop. All right, go with the cop. So I'm gonna get a minute, and I'm gonna okay. time. Ready, set, roast. You loved your dog more than me, and your dog is cuter than me, cuter than you. Your dog's dick probably stands stay, stays hard longer than your dick stays hard because it's not drunk <laughs> off of Hennessy. Like even the police department does not want to promote you to a different label other than moron that we have to put a badge on because he served our country in Kuwait. And we have feel bad for him. Okay. You're pro you're, you're the, you have 11 brothers and sisters and your dad didn't claim you. Yes. His dad did not claim him. Can you imagine having a father that would claim all 10 other brothers and sisters, but not him? No, not you. I don't want you. Yes. That's how pathetic you are. Okay. The only reason why I wanted to have sex with you because you look like, um, somebody that can protect and serve my vagina for the rest of my life but not my emotional capacity i don't know how that's roasting you but i'm trying to throw daggers at you your face looks like a bull bulldog chewed it off um and keep doing the bulldog um your even your own daughter doesn't want to stay with you full-time she stays with her mother's boyfriend that she left you for that's a real good way for you to feel <laughs> i don't know <laughs> try to throw as many daggers as possible but there we go the one with the kids was was he'll claim 10 other kids but not you <laughs> well that that when he told me the story i was a little confused i was like so the the mom there was different fathers of his brothers and sisters but one of his father his birth father actually claimed the other three but not him and told the mom no that's not my kid and she's like but it is and he's like it's not and he looks like his father and like, and then she went back and got pregnant again with other, like, so he's not like the youngest either. It's like, she had more kids with this guy, which right. is weird to me that it's like, you're not going to claim one of our children, but you'll claim the other three. Unless I hear, unless, unless his father had children with another mom, which I said, I'm still a little lost because. <laughs> but still to have all those kids, but that one, I don't like that one. <laughs> I know. And he rejected me for love. So I love it. Um, but it's all in fun and games. Um, some of these are exaggerated for comedic relief. Um, oh, and also oh, now, <laughs> so in closing, Mike, I would love for uh, everyone to know where to find more of your comedy and more of your perspective on dating, on life in the in broadcast and comedy industry. And as a fucking, you're a fucking kitten connoisseur, cat connoisseur. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love cats. I love dogs too. I just, I don't, I'm not around enough for a dog right now. Or a dog. Uh, you have to be around for a dog. Dog is more work too. Yeah. I work, I work long, weird hours and I'm not around a lot. So the cats, cats are self-sufficient. Give them a bowl of water and a bowl of food and they couldn't give a shit one way or another if you're home or not. Right. Um, 
No, uh, yeah. So if you want to find me online, you can go to uh, you know my website, mrmikeshay.com. Uh, hit me up on on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shay. Um, my podcast, The Basement Lounge, drops new episodes every Thursday. That's me and Mike Wells, who was also on the show with you and me. Yeah. So uh, that's just that's just the two of us sitting around talking shit um, about how dumb the rest of the world is. Um, you can you can find that on, on uh, everywhere. Uh, I've got two shows left this year. Um, one tonight the night that we're recording this and then one next Wednesday and then that's it for 2021 um booking for 2022 now trying to get on the road next year so let me know if, yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to at least go out of state or out of the city for once because last couple of years I've been so limited to just Dayton and it's like I'd like to go other places now so yeah. uh yeah that's 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 where you can find me and that's that's what i'm doing and um yeah anybody want a cat and he's also looking for a home for his kitty kitten kitten. yeah please hit him up Uh, thank you so much for coming on divorce diary show podcast mike shay you are the best guys stay tuned for more happily divorced after and even if you're not divorced live your best uh life doing what you love to do stay tuned for more